0: Seashells by the seashore. Testing, testing on my knees. Seashells, she shell. <laughs> She
1: sells seashells
0: by the seashore. Peter Piper picked a pick of pickled peppers. If Peter Piper picked a pick of pickled peppers, where's the pick of pickled peppers Peter Piper picked?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can do that one. I can't, just can't do the shh sound because of my lisp. Seashells. Seashells. She sells seashells by the seashore. There we go it too much then it really gets hard you turn into the creepy guy from family guy I'm
1: the same because... whistle,
0: i can't i can't do the whistle they fixed my teeth i can't do the whistle, <laughs> no, I'm the I, can
1: whistle.
0: I can like dog whistle but i'm not going to do that into a microphone because I've got a, of...
1: I've got a slight lisp as well
0: i had to learn to whistle when we got a dog <laughs> I'm Jamie and I'm Charlotte and you're listening to With Relish. Relish.
1: You're right. It <laughs> actually makes me really happy. I don't think we've ever sat this close together. No, we have had
0: the technical difficulties of all technical difficulties for mm. the last
1: half like, an hour. Oh, hour and a half. No way. Mm-hmm. Oh. Hour and a half, guys. Does everyone have this much trouble when they are putting a podcast together? Like other podcasters. We've just had issues on issues. Like the, the last few episodes just a, a rash of technical goblins so it's, hopefully this one will make it to air yeah we yeah it's been a hot minute everyone and thank you yeah, for your patience apologies uh, sometimes tech just doesn't agree and then also jamie and i have such social butterfly lives that it's taken us a hot minute to get back together again so I don't we're know here if say
0: i'm a butterfly
1: i'm more like a social chameleon oh okay a social hoo hoo grub no I like that because yeah, no, like it just I'm, pop no, up when you're not expecting like, it. I'm like, hey, it makes sense.
0: <laughs> like hey, just rolling around and <laughs> some some butter or
1: something.
0: <laughs> Yum. I'm always with the food. That's where I am.
1: Delicious. Um, how you been? I'm good. I'm good. I'm. I've got a cup of tea. I've been eating some chalky for breaky. We yeah. have. I'm having a good moment right now. Now that we're sussed. Yes. It's it's excellent. Can you feel the stress in this the air? Is so we're stress. we're we're trying to. <laughs> we need some sage ones <laughs> to open the window, let some fresh air in. I'm just oh, like guys. bashing my head on the table. <laughs> <laughs> it's just tech. Like we really struggle and How's just getting going, guys? getting things working. You doing
0: the dishes maybe while you're listening, driving around, cooking. Maybe some cooking. I always listen to stuff when I'm cooking. I
1: listen to podcasts while I'm doing housework a lot of the time. Mm. I love it.
0: Yeah, I do it when I'm cooking dinner, when I'm on the bus. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Last week I was vacuuming and listening to um, all of the stuff going on about Britney Spears' conver- uh, conservatorship. I was going to say oh. convertership. Convertership? Um, <laughs> her conservatorship, yeah. She's converting yeah. Uh, yeah. to pastifying. There's this podcast I listen to that's called Eat, Pray, Britney, and it's really, really good. I would it's... not listen to that, but I'm happy for you. Mm, I just like gossip. <laughs> well like I like learning about the fucked up shit that poor Britney Spears has been going through. Anyway, <laughs> um I think you're going first today, I am. right? With some, some Kiwiana I am. goodness. What have you got for me? Well, speaking of chocolate for breakfast,
0: every country has its own traditional breakfast, yeah? hmm So France has croissants, America has McMuffins in Antera, we have toast spread with a black paste
1: made from beer yeast. Oh, wow. Okay. I literally, for some odd reason, had completely mind blanked and was like, where is this going? And then I was like, wait, I get it. Marmite. Marmite. It's polarizing. It's very polarizing. It's ugly, though.
0: Yeah, and it smells kind of weird. It does. It's, it's, a, it's an acquired taste. Uh, And even here in the land of Spates, Tewi, and Lion Red, which are classic New Zealand beers, by the way, that may or may not supply yeast to Marmite manufacturing, not everyone's down for Marmite. You either love it or you hate it with the fiery passion of a thousand suns. Mm, Yep. yep. See, I love it with cheese especially yes uh what's your take on marmite
1: John? i love marmite but i um i like it on toast and i like it like you put some butter on the toast and then you just sort of get a little bit of marmite on the knife and you just kind of like flick oh, it over you, like, the toast. it's some marmite yeah oh, yeah, yeah. See, not I like, like a thick not like a full-on oh. thick coating just kind of like you know, you've clearly got marmite on the toast, but it's not like marmite it's like on a the dash toast. Of marmite.
0: Yeah. Yeah. See, I like I like a consistent coverage of marmite with some cheddar cheese. Yum. Or I like quite a thick marmite and chip sandwich.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh,
0: in other countries, you may call these crisps. Yep. But you put them in a sandwich with some marmite, and it's just fucking great. Yum.
1: Ooh. Or a marmite and cheese. Scroll or a toasty tiger. Yeah. Mm. Oh, so it's so salty. I think so the salty. thing is, you've
0: got to know what your marmite level is, because some a lot of people are like, you have a tiny bit of marmite, and every now and then you get someone like me who's like just fucking pile it on there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, love it, but I'm gonna admit that apart from yeast. I don't have a fucking clue what's
1: in marmite. No, neither do I. I like don't know I know what it's made co- of. It's yeast and it's like B vitamins. I know that because everyone's always like, "Oh, the B vitamins," and I'm like, "Okay, great. Like it's healthy oh, for you, right. awesome." But I also know it's probably a fuckload of salt, right? I mean, we'll talk about that. We'll talk <laughs> okay. about that. Stop stealing my shit. Oh, sorry.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I know it's different from English marmite. So I did a little historical research to find out what makes New Zealand Marmite so unique. Okay, I'm ready. So here's your, your wee history lesson, okay?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So Marmite arrived on our shores from England in 1910. And to be honest, we were not huge fans. Importation stopped during World War One, but Sanitarium secured importation rights and brought Marmite back to New Zealand in 1919. <laughs> but there was a problem. Australia had launched Vegemite, a black, sticky sibling rivalry began as the two <laughs> brands fought for the hearts and taste buds of Kiwis. Oh, my God. <laughs> in the 1930s, Sanitarium started experimenting with Marmite, blending it with local ingredients to create a new taste. Yeah. They stopped importing from the UK and produced their new Marmite locally in Christchurch. Ah, oh, how cool. Yeah, and this is where the Marmite marketing department stepped in as the real MVPs of New Zealand spreads. MVPs. Marmite. Ma, Marmite, Marmite valuable players. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I was like. I can <laughs> see what you were going for. <laughs> Charlotte just had her tongue sticking out of her mouth <laughs> and was like. Ah,
1: blah, like blah, a punk blah. dog. Just blah, blah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> So this new Marmite is touted as a nutritional choice containing yeast and vegetables. And it's rationed out to New Zealand soldiers fighting in World War II. Uh, And after the war, sales skyrocket. People are fucking loving the new Marmite, despite the fact it looks like tar. Mmm, it does. And then tragedy strikes. In 1966, a fire guts the sanitarium factory. Production is halted. Marmite lovers bite their fingernails with trepidation. (laughs) But the Marmite marketing team aren't done. Marmite makes a grand post-fire comeback by releasing a series of collectible Marmite jars that people
1: go absolutely ape-shit for. I can imagine that whole collectible shit. Hey? Like it's such a marketing. Especially in New
0: Zealand, people love free shit, yeah,
1: and we love collectible shit. Yeah, we, we really it do. It. We no, just we really do love it, and if
0: it's the tackier, the better. The better. Um. So the Marmite team obviously know this. Because in the 70s, they released these Marmite jars that double as drinking glasses once you've used all the Marmite. And they've got pictures of classic cars and shit on them. And people love them. Mm. The brand is killing it. And then in the 1990s, they secure Marmite's Kiwi icon status with the absolute power move of sponsoring the All Blacks.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Which there are we go. New
0: Zealand's beloved national rugby team. Yeah. Uh, they like our monarchy I'm, i hate rugby i don't like rugby either
1: <laughs> i'm gonna but get I shot like Dan in Carter in i'm gonna underwear. get assassinated <laughs> i'm gonna be killed on the streets for saying that people are gonna stop listening to us wait you're a kiwi and you don't like, you rugby? Don't like rugby it actually exists people it exists suck it up <laughs> <laughs> i'm such a cow <laughs> such a bitch I just don't like sports, I'm that's like, all. Whatever. I want to play like, them. I hate it. <laughs> no, but I, I like sports. I, I want to play them. Oh, see, I don't want to play them. I don't want anything to do with it. I don't want to watch sports. I want to play it. I will play rugby. I don't want to fucking watch it. I don't, I
0: don't even know it. how to play rugby. No, I neither do I. I don't even know the rules.
1: No, neither do I. I also I.
0: don't know how to play netball, which is another big New Zealand, like, yeah. gasp moment. Mm, I can, I'm just not into team sports. I'm a solo... Okay situation that's why you do pole dancing Mm.
1: used
0: to do dance now do pole dance just a very solo situation kind of person yeah that's fine but back to marmite where the marketing genius never stops marmite was kept on the nation's lips pun intended with more clever promotions in the 2000s when a marm art competition got kiwis creating works of art with marmite on toast it's so smart I'm going to pop some up on our Instagram because if you haven't seen the Mona Lisa painted in Marmite on a slice of sandwich white, Who you haven't you? seen the Mona Lisa. Yeah. Uh, Marmite jars are uh, printed with the name Momite for the Movember charity, cool. which raises money for men's health issues and had a new tagline, darkening Kiwi men's Mo's for nearly a hundred years. <laughs> Apparently eating Marmite makes you more of a man. Apparently so. Good to know. But all this good shit couldn't last. And tragedy strikes again. Oh, Devastating shit. earthquakes in Christchurch shut down the Papa Nui the Papa Nui Marmite factory <laughs> and supplies of marmite run dry. The now marmite addicted New Zealand public panic as Marmageddon sets in and jars of black gold sell online for up to sixty dollars. Wow. For a tub. For a, like a tu like a jar. Just to of clarify, a jar of is normally like three bucks. Two dollars fifty, something, something like that. Something
1: like that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um oh my god, sixty dollars. Yeah. That's crazy. But you know what? There would there would absolutely have been people who'd be like, oh, it's a steal. I've got to have my black gold. Yeah. That's what my aunt
0: was like. She she actually had a little stockpile because she loves it when it happened mm. and she she rationed it out. She made it last.
1: Oh my god.
0: Luckily, you don't need a lot
1: to get a good sort no, of flavour going on. I mean, on. unless you're me. Yeah, true. <laughs> you just true. pile
0: it on there. So we're without Marmite for a full year while mm. the factory is rebuilt. And when it finally hits the shelves again, people are queuing outside supermarkets at midnight to wow. get in there and buy Marmite as soon as it opens again. Wow.
1: I can totally see New Zealanders doing yeah, that, though. Such a queuing thing to do. So is, eh? <laughs> Um, so, no wonder people make so much fun of us overseas. I, know. I mean, ridiculous. we line up
0: for a for jar marmite. of Marmite, like for a jar of edible tar essentially <laughs> made from beer yeast. <laughs> so I think it's fairly clear that Marmite's status as a classic Kiwi food is all down to the sanitary and marketing team, because without them, we'd still be eating British Marmite mm. or worse, filthy Australian Vegemite.
1: Mm, not cool. Not yeah. cool. Not cool.
0: But we still don't know what it's actually made of Mm. so officially this is the ingredients list of Mama. i'm
1: so excited
0: (laughs) yeast which is a byproduct of beer production and tractin from breweries
1: Mm -hmm.
0: sugar salt mineral salt caramel color corn maltodextrin mineral iron vitamins niacin thiamine riboflavin folate and b12 Mm -hmm. herbs and spices what are the herbs and spices? It's 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 like KFC. You don't know. It's Secret. So you it doesn't say it just it literally say. says herbs and spices. Herbs and spices. Huh. We've Even, got a secret
1: seven mm, herbs and spices thing going swirl. on.
0: The ingredients are blended and then concentrated using a process called autolysis. And because all the local yeasts from all the local beers have different flavors, mm. each batch has to be tasted and blended with other batches to create a consistent Marmite flavor.
1: That's so interesting.
0: Yeah, so there is like a marmite master taster. Yeah. Who mixes each batch so it tastes exactly the same. Wow. Can you imagine being that person? That's
1: like the amount of salt you'd
0: consume. I
1: know. I'm like, wow, they must have like enough B twelve in their bod to like great bones. Yeah.
0: It's vegan, it's low in sugar and fat. But it's very high in salt, which is why it lasts forever and will survive us all when the apocalypse comes. Yeah. Forget Twinkies. Marmite has way more vitamins for an apocalypse food.
1: Absolutely.
0: Far out. I love it. Yeah.
1: Zombie apocalypse food.
0: The apocalypse food. And as always, I have a fun fact for you. Oh, yes. Marmite has done collaborations with a ton of different brands like Marmite flavored potato chips and Marmite bagel crisps and a range of Marmite themed clothing. Cool. But there's one I just don't ever want to try, and that is Marmite-flavored hummus. Oh, yeah. So it just seems... I don't know why, but the texture of hummus and the taste of Marmite together, to me, just seems
1: disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very odd combo. I never tried it. I remember seeing it when it came out, and I was quite confused, and it caused a massive stir on social media, because people were just like, Why? <sighs> Or, and it was literally very balanced with like, yeah, I'll give it a go, and fuck this, like, why does this even exist? Type of thing. It's like but,
0: kin- it's like when they made kina flavored potato chips, and either people were like, oh my god, I want to vomit, mm. or that is the best thing ever.
1: Yeah, yeah. What is? I think it's just brands being like, what's the next marketing thing that's going to get yeah. everyone talking? Like, what flavor is going to go viral on social? Like, how I can we? think the thing cause- is also though
0: that I use marmite and hummus for very different things. Same. Like I put hummus on, you know, like a carrot stick. Yeah. I would not put marmite on a carrot stick. No, neither. Or I'd put hummus on, you know, like crackers
1: with cheese or something.
0: Or like a kebab. Yeah. I wouldn't put marmite on a kebab.
1: No, neither. It's odd. It's just a weird I've put marmite... situational issue for me. I've put marmite in um stock before to make like a beefier yeah. richer stock Whist- just a little oh bit like yeah, half like a teaspoon Worcester sauce mm. effect mm. Yeah, yeah it absolutely. makes sauces I've put it and in like, like pies and things yeah it does it gives it, it gives a really like rich kind of um deep salt, deep salt flavor texture yeah and flavor yeah it's really yummy but um nah I would not be keen for hummus and marmite to be mixed mm-hmm. together that does seem like a really mm-hmm. strange combo it's
0: disgusting in my opinion yeah
1: I'm not okay with that yeah. Yeah. I'd rather have my chickpeas with lemon and garlic thank you yes <laughs> entirely not there <fair>. uh, <laughs> that is my what have you got for me today love that was super super interesting uh today I have got a absolute treat for you um today we're talking about Afghan biscuits, my actual favorite biscuit in the entire world. I've seen
0: you eye them up at the bakery with your little beady eyes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. I'm laughing because it's so cutting deep. Like Like if, if
0: you're standing there ordering your tea, and there's a, one of those glass jars of F-game biscuits on the counter. You can see Charlotte, like, this is my face.
1: dying.
0: The biscuits? Like, I'm gonna get one of those. I know. No,
1: I am. I, I, I do. Did- shaking that walnut, shaking that thing. <laughs> I literally, um, yeah, I regularly grab an Afghan Becky if I'm out. And like, if I see them in bakeries, um, I, I often find that cafes will have them in like a tall sort of glass jar with a lid next yeah. to the counter and people don't see them. and There's always so many there. And I'm like, why? Do people not realize the beauty of an Afghan? Why are they just... Have they been recently topped up and they're that popular? Like, why is no one, why am I not looking around seeing Afghans on every table?
0: My issue is that when I go somewhere that has those glass jars, by the time I get to the checkout,
1: you know what you want. I've already picked what I want and
0: it's too late to change it because it takes me a long time to decide. But that's why you get a side Afghan biki to maybe take home. I mean, you've seen me at the bakery. I get like two things to eat now and three
1: things to eat in the car on the way back. Yeah, and she says (laughs) that she saves them for later, but But she just eats the entire thing. she has like this five course meal at a bakery before we've even got home, and I'm like, I'm just proud. I ain't even mad. Like I did save one of my pies last time.
0: <laughs> one of the like five things I bought. Oh my god. And I god.
1: ate it at like midnight.
0: Well, the best. I think you'd gone to bed already. Probably. Uh, and the rest of us were playing um cards, or some something. kind of card meme. Yeah. Game. And you were
1: like rhubarb pie. And time. I was like, hmm, dessert time. It's time for rhubarb pie. Um. I yeah, I specifically remember baking um a lot with my mum when I was younger. Like we would make bickies and even and when I say we, I usually mean like I would sort of stand there and maybe put like a cup of flour in for my mum when she asked and like I got to lick the bowl. Um and then you know the next time it lick would be lick the bowl or lick the spoon? Lick the bowl and the Did spoon. Did you just put your whole face in the bowl? <laughs> This is me motorboating an afghan bowl. They can't bowl. see you,
0: Charlotte. <laughs> Charlotte just made a motion like she was motorboating her laptop.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually crying. Wait, I'm going to get a video on it so you guys can see this because I feel like it's a moment that shouldn't be missed. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. This
0: is okay. the motion of Charlotte licking a bowl. <laughs>
1: Fuck. <laughs> just get my nose in there yeah <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll cut this out maybe we won't probably not oh so good <laughs> um but anyway, I, yeah, I used to lick the bowl and I was always, I always was chief walnut sticker. So you get the walnut at the end and you got to pop it on the fresh chocolate icing. And you I guess to wait we, for should, them to we set. should
0: tell them what an Afghan biscuit is.
1: Mm. Oh, I'm getting there. Okay. Don't so you we, worry.
0: You're like, you put the walnut on and they're like, you put the walnut on what?
1: Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So an Afghan biscuit, for those who have never seen one or had one before, it's a very, very simple recipe and it doesn't have any eggs in it. So they last for ages if they last for ages, but they don't last for ages. It can <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's just kind of like a cocoa sort of um, basic Becky. And then you put crunchy cornflakes mm-hmm. into the mixture and you kind of bash it up a bit so that the cornflakes kind of break up, but kinda of don't. It's you still like want this kind of textures. noise. It is and like literally when you bite down on them it's just like like it's this crunchy kind of like crispy texture um, and then it's like baked and then you take them out and you put like a really simple kind of chocolate icing that kind of goes hard mm. on top. It's like an icing sugar cocoa kind of butter kind of situation um, and then you finish off with a walnut on the top. So you always put down like at least half a, you know, half a little brain of like walnut. Like a little
0: brown brain
1: yeah. on the top. Yeah. So it's kind of like the three components and it, they're so simple and they're so delicious. And they're like a classic kiwi biscuit, um, kind of up there with like your Afghan becky's. Um, your You're talking pins. about Afghan bikkies. I'm um, sorry, kind of up there with your ANZAC bikkies, <laughs> is what I was trying the to say. ANZACs I was like, are one of my favorite. <laughs> I love an ANZAC. Afghan bikkies, ANZAC bikkies. Um, yeah. Um, and yeah, they're really, really delicious, and they're like a classic staple in um the Edmonds cookbook, which is the New like, Zealand cooking bible. Yeah,
0: everyone has one. Your mum has one. Your grandma has one. Your second
1: cousin twice removed has one. Yeah everyone's got like a different version and no matter how many times I, I get a new Edmonds version even if I've got it from like a an op shop or a friend or my mum's given me another book because I've got like five or six and try to collect them there's always a trusty Afghan Bicky recipe and it's
0: always the same
1: yep it's always the same and one thing I've always noticed throughout my recipe recipe book collecting is that the Anzac, uh, sorry, the Afghan biscuit page is always really messy and it's like dusted with a bit of cocoa and it's there's like butter smearing on it. on it. and Yeah, and it's the same with the um, banana and carrot cake recipes, which are the other two that I make quite Carrot cake quite is consistently. Trash and I won't apologise. I love it. It's my it's, fave.
0: It's just a bread roll and a Waldorf salad mixed together. It's trash. It's not even a cake.
1: No. It's a salad. <laughs> I just, I literally don't even have anything else to say to that because it's sweet and delicious. Just carry on with Afghan Jamie looks about so it. unimpressed. <laughs> I feel betrayed by Karen. <laughs> um, now, during my sort of reading up about the origins of the Afghan Biki, um, I had a lot of it was a lot of like weird sort of like what am I reading? Where does this biscuit come from? Um, and the origins aren't super super clear. Okay. And I read so many different theories on where these biscuits actually. I mean, they came from here, but where did they come from? Do you know what I mean? Who made that like, biscuit? Why are they called, why an, Afghan are they called an Afghan biscuit? Is Afghan short for something else? I don't know. Um, so. Yeah, like there were there were theories around whether it's potentially based on geography, there were theories around whether it's racist, there were theories around it coming from war, and I was just like, What, what do you mean? Is so I yeah. So, so I don't understand
0: how a chocolate biscuit with a walnut is
1: what I don't get it. How is it So Geographic. So, origin theories. (laughs) Okay, okay, hit me. No matter how tasty an Afghan biscuit is, the crispy chocolate delight does remain a bit of a mystery. And the authors of Edmund's cookery cookery book may have been the first to chronicle um, Afghan biscuits in the 1940s without mention of credit or history. So, again, it it doesn't say where they came from. It's a bit of a mystery. Yeah, and that's when the recipe was first noticed. It wasn't in the 1907 first edition so it's it's come out in the early between the 1910 and like 1940 late 40s sometimes okay. so somewhere in that sort of 35 years the, it's been born um so the recipe's name is unknown and though there's like speculation points um, this speculation points to several like rather unbecoming possibilities apparently. Oh. The most harmless of suggestions likens the cookie's texture to the craggy landscape of Afghanistan. Okay, which I thought was quite interesting, with the crushed cornflakes representing sand and the piled sort of chalky brown frosting and the walnut symbolizing mountains.
0: I don't know if it says a walnut is mountainous. No, neither. It wouldn't cross like my mind. It's like a little, It's like a little turtle in a mud puddle. I mean... Yeah, it, it is. It looks like a little turtle. It are there is. other turtles in Afghanistan? I actually think there is. I have no yeah. fucking clue. No, I think there is. Which is stupid, because turtles are my favourite animal.
1: No, I, I think, think there's a tortoise, and it's like a desert tortoise. Okay, wait, I have to Google, because maybe...
0: Maybe we've solved it. Maybe it's not super racist. Mm. Maybe it's a turtle. Yeah. On In a desert. Maybe it is. Okay, wait. Uh, is, beep, are there beep, turtles? Beep, 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 beep. I'm being your little... Yeah. We're putting it into the machine. <laughs> I can't... I spelt that wrong. We're
1: yes. looking...
0: The Afghan tortoise, also known as the Russian tortoise. Oh my god, it's so cute. I can't See, stand it. Cute. And it kind it's of looks little like walnut. a walnut. It's a little greeny browny turtle. It's got quite a, a lumpy raised shell. Yeah, it's like a textured shell, isn't it? Um and it's a very half circle looking shape. I would say new I think theory, you've solved it. I've I think sold I've sold it. It. the walnut is a is an Afghan tortoise in a mud pile on the sand in in a, in a sandy desert i think you've solved it this I've makes perfect See, look sense. at this picture. He's in a little muddy stream. It looks like an Afghan Becky, doesn't an it? An Afghan
1: Becky. Okay, I'm dead. You've just solved, solved it. it. Theory solved. Okay. You're well, welcome. I mean, do I even bother going on with my harmless, crappy suggestions? Yeah, go on with the other two. I mean, we'll hear them out, but I think we've nailed it. Hear them out. Hear them out, because the the audience might have something that they might want to know. Yeah. Well, you know, as in, like, they might know something as well. So, um, you know, we talked about the mountains. We talked about the craggy landscape. Um, others tie the biscuits' inspiration to Britain's involvement in the Anglo Afghan Wars, which began in 1839. Quite a while back, I okay. know, but hear me out. Afghan biscuits may have been invented for wartime care packages or to represent eating the enemy. Which. That's fucked up. I'm speechless. I mean, it
0: happen- that, that happens in a lot of cultures, things to represent eating the enemy. Yes. But if
1: that was the case, why did it not appear in cookbooks until the 1940s? My thoughts exactly. So so (laughs) as trusty Wikipedia notes, the biscuit seems to predate World War II. Afghanistan was a neutral territory in World War I. And New Zealand forces didn't get involved in the Third Anglo-Afghan War, which took place between 1919 and 1919 it was literally the shortest war ever so it doesn't make sense no that that no i'm not buying it either like once you do the kind of math and you look at that sort of timeline you're like um this doesn't quite make sense sense. yeah um so there are also mentions of the cookie as a representation of an afghan male wearing a symbolic walnut turban offensive certainly out of the question not entirely. I mean the British are known for being horrifically racist. Yeah, seeing as political correctedness had yet to be coined in the nineteenth century. So yeah. if nothing else, um this whole thing is gossip for your next controversial controversial <laughs> conversation <laughs> over tea and cookies, darling. Um, I am thinking we rebrand
0: it. We rebrand the Afghan yeah. with the turtle theory. Same. The
1: tortoise theory. We give it a new lease on life. It's just more appropriate. I feel like we need to write in to, like, the spin-off or something yes. and just, like, may, or maybe David Farrier or someone and, and just like, get hey, him to. Here's our theory.
0: Yeah. Would like to rebrand the Afghan biscuit, get rid of those racial connotations, make it all about the
1: wildlife. Yeah. Maybe do a little bit of, like, you know, use the Becky to, like, reinforce Fundraise environmental protection. Tortoise. Boost <gasps> tortoise numbers. I love it. Um, oh, can we please? And literally, like, you know, no no self-profit or whatever from it. Literally just use the biscuits to be like, give back to the environment. Yeah. Boost tortoise numbers. I love what it. What a dream. Are we what fucking, like, angels or are we angels? I mean, I don't really buy into the uh, the Christian religion, mm-hmm. but...
0: I mean we're pretty great.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we are. I definitely think like out of all of the theories I just don't I don't get the whole um it looking like a man. It just no. I don't know the whole concept is quite strange and leaves me a little bit uncomfortable. Well, like I guess if you looked at the whole biscuit, like
0: the flat part could be the brim of a hat and yeah. then the The walnut would be the crown, but that's not what they wear, Mm. so it makes no sense. Yeah, it's super weird. I mean, I've also... I mean, I've not been to Afghanistan, but I don't think the entire country is dark chocolate brown. Mm. So (laughs) there's also that.
1: Yeah, it's... um, It's very strange. It is, and, like, I think... I don't know, like I guess you kind of say the word Afghan, like, Oh, I want an Afghan Becky or I want to make you Afghans and you you it. don't think about it. And you don't think about where, um it kind of came from or anything like I certainly did before I was doing no. the research for this podcast, and they're literally like my favorite biscuits So for me, I was really like, oh, now I feel really uncomfortable. <laughs> this is just it's a good thing. Tortoise biscuit. Tortoise biscuits. yeah exactly. And like if I see them in cafes, I'm gonna correct the cafe people. Just they're be like, like, you've named this wrong. It's, it's actually tortoise a tortoise, tortoise biscuit. biscuit. And then pull it out and be like on my phone, like you know that this is where these biscuits originate from, right? Yeah. This we'll just tortoise. start spreading the rumor
0: that yeah. it's a tortoise biscuit and wait for. People to pick up on
1: it. Yeah, exactly.
0: Guerrilla marketing for the Afghan.
1: Absolutely. Rebrand. So, um, so that's that's me. I, I guess the only other thing that I wanted to finish off with was the three rules of making an anzac biscuit. An Afghan biscuit. Yep. You an said Afghan anzac Bis- biscuit. <laughs>
0: an,
1: no, an Afghan biscuit. You Didn't I? anzac biscuit. Did I really? Yeah. The three rules of making an Afghan biscuit. Here we go. Okay. It's in your brain now. I just really want biscuits. That's the crux of the whole thing. Um, Jamie and I usually have biscuits here, but we have chalky orange yeah, instead. I'm trying to be healthy, so I don't actually have biscuits in the house at the moment. No, fair enough. Because I. It's cause a very I, strange situation. I eat. Yeah, if there's biscuits in my I'll house, eat I'll them. eat the whole thing. Yeah, I'll eat the too. whole pack. Um, okay, guys, so rule number one, there mm-hmm. must always be enough icing spread over the top. And when I say enough, oh, I mean like a thick. tablespoon it at least That on top. It's got to smooth out that crunchy biscuit. Yes, exactly. Rule number two, there must always be at least one half of a walnut placed on top. One mm-hmm. half, bare minimum. Yeah. Even if you chop it up and sprinkle it on top, it needs to be at least half I mean, a walnut. I mean,
0: I'm not even a walnut fan, but
1: I agree with that. It's mm. just part of it. No, Logan doesn't like walnuts either. And he is like, no, it's got to have a walnut. That's what it's makes normal. it a biscuit. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then last but not least, rule three. There must always be crushed cornflakes. Oh, absolutely. I only say these three rules because I've encountered Afghan biscuits um, without like each of those things and then it's not an afghan it's and just a I'm, weird biscuit well and you bite into it and you're like what is um what is this like why are you calling it an afghan biki when it's not completed when it's a deceiver it's not done it's not finished Being there's not missing bits
0: <laughs> it's not you a
1: complete forgot something yeah exactly <laughs> it's not a complete biscuit um so yeah on that note that's me. That's that's done and dusted. Afghan thank you. Thank you so much. That's all right. That was wonderful. I, um, I'm really hungry now.
0: Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to eat more chocolate. And on that note, be sweet like chocolate. Please rate, review, and subscribe us on your streaming platform of choice. Yep. If you'd like to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook, that would be wonderful. Share us with your mates, your frenemies, your co-workers, the stranger on the bus, and pop along and say hi to us on Instagram, where I will be sharing that hilarious video of Charlotte motorboating her laptop.
1: Yay! We'll see you
0: next time. And
1: Jamie will also put up turtle pictures too, because let's be honest, we love turtles. We want to
0: see the turtles. All right, bye.